0: Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater.
1: And I'm Rachel Olson. And do you ever just wake
0: up with a scripture on your mind?
1: I wake up with a to-do list on my mind. Sometimes I wake up with songs stuck in my head. I'm trying to think of any... The last time I woke up with a scripture, I. what does happen to me sometimes is I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep and I feel like, like I'll try a cup of tea or... Um, you know, a, a warm bath and nothing seems to work until I go open the Bible. And then usually there's something that I needed to to learn or to think about. And, and I think the whole waking me up in the middle of the night to show me something isn't necessarily because I'm super spiritual or, or something like that. I think that's also because God knows me so well. And he knows that during the day, he's not likely to get a word in edgewise. So, you recently woke up with a scripture, I'm betting.
0: I did.
1: I did. You know, I, I,
0: when I wake up, I am a morning person and I just kind of bolt right out of bed. You know, I'm like, ready to go. Let's get this day started. And I woke up and had Matthew 13 on my mind. And I ran to my Bible and I opened it up and the, passage that he took me to was 13 through 16 and it says this is why I speak to them in parables though seeing they do not see though hearing they do not hear or understand in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah you will ever be ever hearing but never understanding you will be ever seeing but never perceiving for this people's heart has become calloused They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. And boy, Rachel, I don't know if this ever hits you in the face like it did me, but it was It just felt like God and I were sitting there having a conversation. Like he was telling me about people in my life that I've been talking to and working with that maybe don't understand things the same way I do. And then he was letting me know, hey, your eyes are seeing this. Theirs are not yet. But he, he also tells me, don't give up on anybody. So for me, he knew that I needed to hear those words at that moment. And then I found it so interesting that Jesus took the time to tell us, okay, you want to know why I keep telling stories all the time? It's because <laughs> they don't get it. They they will understand a story better than they will me preaching and barking at them and i went oh yeah god knew that we needed to understand how important stories are
1: well yeah it's a um i guess you would say or i guess i would say a low confrontation method of teaching right so it's just interesting to me, the statement that he says to his disciples, you've been permitted or allowed or enabled to understand, you know, the sacred truth of the, the kingdom of heaven. But, um, and, and it's because uh, in that next verse, it says, it's because you were open to my teaching. Those who are open to my teaching, mm. more understanding will be granted to them. So, you know, the key for us, I mean, I, I, I'll just say right out, I still to this day will read some passages in the Bible and be like, I don't understand. (laughs) I know, I know. But isn't that, I
0: mean, to me, I I find great hope in that because for one thing, you and I are easily bored, (laughs) Uh, right? We're just easily bored. That's why... You know, our attention span, and I don't think we're alone. There's a lot of folks now that just have this short attention span, and we we move on to the next thing, or we've got 15 projects going. And God knows. He knew that we were going to be that way. So when it says that, you know, when you know a little bit, if you're open to it, I'm going to give you a little bit more. And that's exciting to me because... It's not like, oh, I'm going to read that same passage and it's going to say the same thing. No, every stinking time I read the Bible, I see something different that applies to my life right now. And when when I hear that story, you know, it's like, oh, I never looked at it that way. But I'm going through something different now. So God's revealing more because I'm open to it. I love the way he just continues to open up new things to us. And we we get a little bit more every single time.
1: I'm trying to remember the verse where it describes the scriptures as a living document. When we come to the scriptures and the Holy Spirit's bringing the interpretation along with, you know, our own minds and intellect and the lens through which we were sitting down with, like you say, whatever's happening in our lives, yes, it's dynamic and it's new and it has the ability to guide us every single day.
0: And I love the fact that Jesus not only tells in stories, but he explains why, you know, because I, I I think that he's giving us uh, a peek behind the curtain. You know, uh, have you ever heard somebody on television or you've heard a great speaker and you're like, wow, I would love to know how they put that together to captivate the audience, you know, to make them lean in and listen. Maybe it's been even a a comedian on television that you love or or a Billy Graham or... Someone like that, when you get to peek behind the curtain and get to know them, like recently you and I got to hang out with Liz Curtis Higgs and just being backstage with her, leaning in, listening to how she gets herself ready to tell the stories and and to get the audience to be engaged in that. I feel like that's what God was doing by allowing Jesus to say, okay, I tell him parables Here's why, and you can probably reach more people if you learn this technique of telling stories. And And Rachel, you and I both know that in the speaking world, we've both been doing this 20 years, and when you tell a story, people may forget everything else, but they will remember that story, and they'll remember how it made them feel, and they'll remember the lesson from it and the application from it
1: yeah that's very true um you know in the in the field of communication studies we have a, a prominent scholar who s- sort of tongue-in-cheek says but it's absolutely true he says we should not be called human beings we should be called uh human narrans, which is basically the storytellers um, that, that all the way back, you know, all the way back to even, you know, uh, just that's the way, you know, the ancient, um, literatures that we have like Beowulf, um, that's an ancient, ancient poem. It's a story. So as far back as you can think, um, people have been telling stories and it's how we, Uh, communicate with one another and it's how we interpret our world and absolutely as a teacher a professor you know you can be lecturing and you can see the class starting to nod off i teach these marathon long three hour long classes my monday night class goes from 5 p.m to 8 p.m., which is right through dinner time. It's the worst time to have to teach this long, long class. So they get tired and they get hungry. And if they start to look like they're nodding off or I'm losing them, all I have to do is start a story. And it's like it jerks them all awake. Their heads snap up, their eyes open, they lean forward. We're just hardwired to respond to a story.
0: And God knew that, didn't he? I mean, you think about back in the Israelite times. I mean, one of the things that he told them is to keep telling the stories. Tell the stories of how God brought you through the Red Sea. Tell the stories of how he saved you from the plagues. Tell the stories. And so a couple of years ago, Encouragement Cafe's theme for the year was My Story, His Story. And I believe with everything in me that every person listening right now has a story. And they may, they may never feel like they could stand up and tell that story on a stage. But they can tell their children. They can tell their grandchildren. And God teaches us how to tell stories. And what's really cool is when we tell stories about God and we tell stories about what he's done in our lives, then it becomes real for the people who know us. And they're like, oh... So that's how you're smiling through the middle of that tragedy. Oh, so you came out on the other side. You know, recently some really good friends of ours, uh, Judy, her husband had the exact same surgery that my husband had a year ago. And I have been communicating with her every day or every other day telling her little snippet stories, sending her funny little videos of my husband as he was recovering and letting her know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And she said, you will never know how that has just breathed life into me and my husband because when you're discouraged, you need to know that you know there's, there's a good ending to this story. So as, mm-hmm. as Jesus is telling us, hey, this is why I tell in parables, I, I tell these stories so that not only people will be able to listen and understand, but so you'll see that you can do the same thing.
1: It's interesting, if you pop all the way over to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 17, Jesus is is talking to the people at a particular church, um, the church at Laodicea, and he's saying to them, although they didn't realize it, they are spiritually blind. Their eyes were locked up shut and they could not see God. So they were neither seeing nor responding. And Jesus says to them, buy from me the salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. I like that because what it's saying is if you've ever felt frustrated that you didn't understand something in the Bible, you didn't understand something you read or something you heard taught... It's not a failure on your part. None of us have the ability to sort of understand all of this on our own. It's like we need a secret decoder ring. You remember those secret decoder rings we used to get as kids? That's what it's like. We need the secret decoder ring. and, And when we come to Christ, it's like we get the secret decoder ring. It's like Jesus is our secret decoder ring, and it's activated with the Holy Spirit. Um, I just always remember that, that it's not my job on my own to understand this. It's my job to be open to it and to ask God to help me understand.
0: You know, it's interesting because in the book of James, he talks about that a lot. He's always telling us, hey, if you don't have wisdom, ask for it. But sometimes we just don't. We just think that we can do it ourselves. We've been brought up in a in a generation where we pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps and we don't ask God to reveal and open our hearts and minds. And I love in that passage in Matthew 13, that last verse that I read 16 says, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. And the reason that they were seeing and hearing is because they were asking God. I mean, look at all the times that the disciples were asking Jesus questions. They were constantly saying, but I don't get it. (laughs) Why are you doing that? And is that really right? And they were constantly questioning Jesus. And he was never stern with them. He just always gave them an answer. So the same is true with us. You know, when we have those questions and those doubts and we read a passage and we don't understand it, it's okay to say, okay, God, I, I'm, I'm missing something here. Can you help my eyes to be open and my heart to be ready and my ears to hear what you want me to hear in this story, this parable?
1: You know, and a parable is just a story that is used to kind of compare or contrast, um, an earthly situation with a spiritual reality. So that's all the parables are. It's, it's Jesus using things of this world to serve as a kind of a metaphor to help us understand things in the kingdom of God. And so, um, like in Matthew 13, in that same passage where we're at, after he talks about what you've shared about our eyes are blessed when we are open and we see, um, he, he compares the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Uh, first, he compares it to a treasure in a field. He says um, in Matthew 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and went and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field and get the treasure, too. So that's that's one of the parables that he tells that's trying to help us understand. And you know, you can just read that and go, I don't know why Jesus is telling us some hypothetical story about some guy who found something and and bought the field. Um, But, you know, like for me, I don't know if you ever do this. I'm about to confess to you guys. Uh, If I'm in the store and I'm shopping for something and for whatever reason, I'm not going to buy, I find an item I like, but I'm not going to buy it yet right now today for whatever reason. Maybe I need to save up money. Maybe I want to check another store, whatever it might be. I have a tendency to kind of hide the item so nobody else will find it. (laughs) before I get back. So, like, my size, you do. So if it's my size and I've tried it on and it fits, but I'm not sure, I might find a better dress somewhere else or whatever, I'm putting that puppy way in the back of the rack, you know. It's not going to be filed right there where it should be under my size. Um, Yeah. No, I'm not saying, like, I, you know, (laughs) know, shove it behind a bookshelf somewhere in the office of the store, (laughs) but... You know, I don't make it super easy for someone else to find this and buy this because, you know, to me that has potential worth and maybe I can't get it yet, but I might want to come back and get it. So um, that's what I always think of when I read that parable of the guy who, you know, he's whatever he's doing, he's out for a walk or whatever he's doing. And he kind of notices there's something there in the dirt and he does a little digging and he realizes there's a whole treasure there. And he's like, whoop. I gotta I gotta possess this right you know I got to cover this back up with dirt so no one else finds it until I can buy the field and that sounds kind of crazy to us but when you know the um, this the, the the way the culture operated back then there were no banks there was no you know first National Bank of Jesus day um, so people would very often mm-hmm. bury their their valuables um, as a as a way to keep them safe and they didn't necessarily bury them in the house they would bury them somewhere out in in the field where people wouldn't know to look or or find them. That's the beauty of the parables, is they just take spiritual things and they kind of bring them down to an earthly level in a way that lets us kind of get a handle on it.
0: Right. I think that that's critical because God knew that uh, we all learn differently and there's no way we can understand the heavenly things without him. Bringing them down to our level. But let me just say this before we go any farther. My husband was in retail for 30 years. So for all the folks listening that are in retail, (laughs) I just want to apologize for my co-host, Rachel, (laughs) because you have probably had to...
1: The redo do the rack.
0: entire racks yep. Yep. searching for.
1: <laughs> now, I didn't take the dress to the little boys department. You know, I didn't go that far, but I definitely did not put it front and center on that rack.
0: Oh, I think if we're <laughs> honest, we've all done that. But I think it's really cool the way that you relate that story, that parable, to real life things, you know, and you're like, oh, okay i i i get my little desire to save my treasure now let's multiply that by a million and that's the that's the value of the treasure that jesus is talking about so i love i love the fact that jesus tells the parables and and there's also a little bit of warning here that we have to be willing to allow him to open our eyes and open our heart and open our ears. Or we will we can read scripture all day long, and we can know it, but never let him apply it in our life. And Rachel, I grew up in that kind of a church. I grew up around a lot of people like that, where they could quote scripture to you, but they never allowed it to change them. They never allowed God to get into those places inside that made them understand the value of the passage they were reading for a a change agent.
1: Right. And so that makes me think, that paints a picture in my mind of someone who's walking every day through that same exact field, right past that same exact treasure, um, they see that same little piece of shiny something sticking up through the dirt. but they they look at it and they continue walking on because they don't perceive the possibility that is is lies beneath, right? You know So just think, mm. you walk past it every day and that that shiny thing sticking up in the dirt might be your Bible, right? We walk past it every mm-hmm. day, not realizing the tremendous treasure that lies within if we'll open it.
0: Well, there you go. Let's not have closed eyes this week. Let's not be the one that refuses to let God open our heart and remove the calluses so that we'll be ready. We'll be that fertile ground that he can sow in his good words, his stories, his parables, and allow us to see something fresh and new. But more importantly, apply it to our life. Hey, I love you. Rachel loves you. And we're on this walk together, but we're all going to trip occasionally and shut our eyes. So today we're just reminding you, have an open heart, ask God to open your eyes and have the ears to hear his lesson. Hey, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Café with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at EncouragementCafé.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time.